Welcome to the Path to Me podcast, where we share the journeys of how we became the people that we are today. Expect to be inspired as guests and myself have real conversations about how we overcame doubt, fear, and shame to show up as the realest versions of ourselves. I am your host, Sarah. I truly believe that the key to finding your power is through finding your voice. Listen in as we provide simple, tangible tools that you can implement today. Hello again. I am jumping on right now. I'm going to do a live very shortly, sharing a story and asking for support. So one of the things that if you're new to the page, I am really passionate about sharing stories and helping people who need help. And this is what we are doing right now is we are bringing Maddie on. I am, I just, I'm going to start before and I'm going to say it a couple times. If you're listening to this, please share it out because I mean, I just, it's a message and a story that I really want to be shared as much as possible. So before we even start, can you just tell everyone who you are and why we're here today? Um, I'm Maddie. I'm a many things, but I'm a mom to Lux. My daughter's name is Lux Ember, meaning light and then the deep flames of a fire, the deep embers of a fire. And we knew that about her before we even met her. She's this beautiful kid with so much spirit and just so unique and full of life, like many kids are, all kids are. And we've had one hell of a time. <laughs> My daughter's medically complex. We're just in the middle of our 25th hospital admission. And Today. she's how old for everybody? To she's know. sorry. She's two years and five months old and on our 25th hospital admission. And that doesn't count ER visits and appointments and all the things that we go through as a family. So, so first off, before we even dive in, I just want to honestly pour some love back on you and your family. Cause I know that this has been um, just from what I do know, it has been a heck of a year for you. And I know this is uncomfortable and I'm just honestly proud and grateful that if there's anything we can do to share it, because this is the thing in the power of you're being vulnerable right now. And you did a live the other day, which I think was your first one. <laughs> yep. And I see, you can see the love. So, I mean, I know it doesn't, it doesn't change where things are at for you right now, but honestly, like just receive any of the support that's here. So if you're watching, please share it out and um, tag her family, because this is what we want to do right now. So first off, again, I just want to say I'm proud of you because I know I, I can't even imagine where you're at right now. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so tell us about Lux and what has been going on with you and your family, please. Yeah, it's hard to know where to even start. Um, where you won't you won't screw it up wherever you start yeah. <laughs> exactly where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So just to, I guess to start off is that I'm in a pretty raw place at the moment because we just finished a two and a half hour rounds, grand rounds, family meeting with the hospital. Um, and so um, there's been a lot to process from that and a lot of disappointment and a lot of heartbreak and some gratitude. And yeah, my daughter has started last February with ongoing GI issues. She had dark black stools and GI bleeds and ended up having ulcers in her duodenum and her sigmoid colon, which is incredibly rare for a kid. The biopsies were nonspecific, meaning they couldn't figure out the cause. We, she became failure to thrive, both with weight and height. Um, and so we switched her to 
she had repetitive bleeds from February to June. Um, and then we put in an NG tube around her nose and quickly switched to a G tube, just knowing that this was not going to be sustainable just to stick with a nose tube. Prior to that, she was up as a baby every half hour for the first 18 months of life, just screaming in pain. So I spent my nights bouncing on a ball, an exercise ball, holding her while she screamed and then settled back to sleep and woke up screaming and settled back to sleep. And I would bounce her on that ball for 10 to 12 hours a night, um, let alone for every nap and every moment. So 18 months of no sleep already took a toll. Um, you can imagine what that does to someone's mental health. And from there, we started to track her fevers because she had been having multiple fevers. Um, and we've kind of figured out that she gets a fever every four to six weeks. She gets really horrible joint pains so her back and her knees where she's just screaming in agony. So heartbreaking to watch your kid repetitive in pain at all, let alone repetitively and feeling so helpless um, as to how to help them. Um, and then in September, we started with neurological issues. She had episodes with her eyes that were discoordinated and rolling into her head, um, which is non-responsive, followed by going unconscious at daycare, followed by more eye episodes, followed by an eye twitch that turned into a whole facial twitch and shoulder twitch um, that then turned into not being able to use her tongue or coordinate her tongue and then finally progressed to her walking um, where you see this beautiful kid who just loves to be active like the joy on her face to run and climb and she just loves it and to see her then not be able to manage her lower limbs or her core and falling and asking to be held and asking for help and she's a fiercely independent kid so it's just really not her it's been a really really long road um really lonely lonely road and we're in this place where we have genetic results some of which that we think are relevant to her but the doctors have decided some of the doctors on our team our primary team have decided they are not relevant she's destatting at home which means her oxygen levels are dropping overnight um to dangerous levels and in this meeting, we talked about all of these things, the uncontrolled fevers. Oh, she's been having seizures as well at home, um, but they're calling them night terrors. Um, and I mean, I've been around kids who have seizures. I've been around adults who have seizures. I don't feel like I'm one to misjudge that. Um, no. And so we're just falling through the gaps. We pay $2,000 a week for overnight nursing out of our pocket, which we can't do for much longer. We've been using GoFundMe, which has been incredibly helpful and obviously also not sustainable. Um, and all we're asking for is, is help from our medical team. And today it came down to all the videos I have of her walking, all the pictures I have of her destatting and turning blue. Um, none of these count. They're considered subjective evidence. And um, how that could be subjective evidence is beyond me because when we're in the hospital, they don't see any of this and yet they're not walking with me 24 seven. So they can be in our room evaluating her. We walk down the hall. I call for them. They're in another meeting and my daughter's walking with both of her toes. Like instead of walking with the bottom of her feet on the floor, it's the top of her feet on the floor. And she's just flinging her limbs everywhere, trying to walk because she wants to move. And this happened this happened today and they were asking for family managed home care through the Lynn, which would give us nursing that we hire our own people and we have two beautiful nurses that are just they help me to breathe 
and to sleep at night. And it's the biggest gift anyone could offer. And um, all we're asking is for them to put orders in for these nurses so that potentially the Lynn will accept that and fund our, at least our nursing so I can get some sleep at night. Otherwise I'm up all night monitoring her and have her all day. And it's just, it's not sustainable. It's not, it's not even possible. Like I'm on, see my anxiety medications back there i have never been on anxiety medications in all of my life and all of a sudden i'm on however many pills in a day to try and cope and i'm still not coping and the constant response from doctors is you got to take care of yourself you got to take care of yourself and it's i just i want to punch them in the throat i want to punch anyone in the throat that suggests that because like take care of my daughter and i can take care of myself i know how to take care of myself but if you don't take care of her who else is going to and so this meeting today was all about basically no one's comfortable putting orders down because there's no evidence to suggest that she needs a home monitor system to monitor her D stats. There's no evidence to suggest that she's had seizures, even though I've held her in my arms. And their concern is that we're, we need to normalize Lux's life and to normalize Lux's life. You need to normalize our family's life. Um, and that was my point. And to normalize our family's life, we need help like us their suggestion is to bring her into the hospital every time something happens at home. And I'd be bringing her into the hospital five times a week, at least. Um, that's not normalizing my life, sending me home with a nurse and with a monitor that's normalizing our life. So we can gather their objective evidence to work further on helping, helping her. So it's honestly, the whole thing blows me away. And I'm, I just, I am, I, i just want to hold space. I just want to hold space right now because it, as a new mom, anyways like it is excruciating and it's exhausting to talk about how you're having to live and your family's having to live right now and then to normalize it and to tell you to take care of yourself when you're also caring like I just sometimes I just sit there and go can you just hear what you're asking like it's so ridiculous what you're asking of her that it's not even it's not even um it's not that it's not achievable. It's just not without constantly being in this space of where you are and feeling so frustrated. So at this point, you have had some night. Exactly. Just I, I want you to receive right now. There's a lot of strangers on here holding space for you. Okay. I know it's going to make me emotional too. <laughs> There's a lot of people holding space for you. And this is sometimes really hard to do, but just receive it as it doesn't fix your problems right now but it's just holding space is that you have had support. You have had night support, but now this is, this is changing. This is what it's, this is, this is what's happening now. Right. So people can understand is that they are at this point deciding that you don't need that support yet. You need to go home and normalize your life. Yeah. And I mean, we can continue to pay $2,000 out of pocket to have the nurses that we have and we've hired, but, and that's what we've been doing all along, but without their help, I can't get access without a diagnosis. I can't get access to supports without their help to write an order to just say that she needs to be monitored for X, Y, Z for six months. I can't get help with that financial cost. So I'm stuck in this place where we are paying so much money. And if we don't pay for help, I fall apart because if I go without sleep night after night after night after night, have her all day, my husband is taking six months of leave now because he's taken too much time off work already. And then it's March. He had 16 weeks of unpaid leave last year. We're just in this gap and it feels so helpless. And I feel like I'm having to beg 
to help my daughter and to help our family. And that like, where's, where's our team? Our medical team is supposed to be on our team. We're supposed to be helping Lux. We're supposed to be helping our family. Um, and instead I'm spending every day on the phone and on email advocating and calling the MPP who, by the way, if you're in Kitchener-Waterloo and you need to vote this coming election, Laura May Lindo, the most incredible human I have ever met there. She and her um, case manager are on the phone with me all like every day, if not multiple times a day, 11 p.m. at night, trying to help oh. figure the situation out. And yeah, so there's a ton of beautiful things happening. And there's a ton of really, really hard stuff. And we're feeling pretty stuck and hopeless um, with where we're at at the moment. So, Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's part of the thing that I, it does, again, none of this is an answer, but these are things that we just want to bring a voice to is the fact that it's very much a misconception that it's just free healthcare in Canada and it's easy. And it's, it is not, it is not a case of that at all. And I do not think that most people recognize that or realize that. And to be an advocate, you have to, like, you have, you've, unfortunately, I can feel it in you that you're having to fight everywhere. And it's like, when you're, if you think of your phone battery is, you're like on like 5% charge yet, you've got to fight nonstop. It's like, where does that, you have to fight at a hundred, you have to fight at a hundred and you fight at a hundred. Like, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, no matter what, that puts your nervous system on overdrive because you've got nothing left in your tank. So as of right now, I know you had the GoFundMe before. There's a couple of things that I want to know and share out. How can we help? How can we share? I mean, one thing first is anybody that we can tag that we can share this with. I, I want to, that's an intention. So if there is anybody that we can share or tag this with that you would recommend, please let me know here. Cause I will make yeah. sure that we have that, that information, but um, how can we help? What's the best thing that we can do? And I know you might not even know the answer, but I'm just, yeah. I mean, sharing our story is huge. Um, I, it doesn't scare me to be vulnerable. It doesn't, to be honest, I am a very open person and I have been about our story for as long as I can. Um, I get a lot of negative feedback from people about how I'm victimizing my daughter or how I'm victimizing our family. And those things burn me up on the inside and I have to shelve them because I can't, I can't, that can't be the voice inside my head. The voice inside my head has to be, I'm sharing my story. And I'm sharing my family's story to help my daughter. And so the more we share, the more maybe there's one physician out there that will have seen this kind of case before and can help our help my kid. We'll be going, Laura Maylindo and I will be going on CTV next week. I was just going to ask, is there anybody here that knows anybody through TV, CTV, that like I just was trying to think out of the box? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, someone had reached out for me, actually someone in our neighborhood who I haven't met yet, <laughs> um, reached out to CTV for us. And I pushed off the interview for quite a while. Cause I was not, I was concerned about the implications for our family, but at this point we don't have anything to lose with the way our medical team has basically said that we're discharged from services and, um, there's no, nothing to do anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah. Once I find out the date and time of the CTV interview, I'll add that into the comments. Um, yeah. If you can watch it, if you can share it, um, absolutely just make some noise for our family. We do have a good GoFundMe going. Um, again, that's not the long-term support, but just to get us through until um, the link is at the top of my Facebook page. Um, and uh, if you can share that, 
um, to help us get through until we find a more permanent decision. We'll be going to Calgary. We'll be going to the States. There's a researcher that was my next in question. There's a researcher in Luxembourg in Germany that um, researches one of my daughter's genetic conditions and the other genetic geneticist is in um, Baltimore in the States. Um, so obviously those costs are going to be astronomical, but I will do, I will do whatever mm -hmm. it takes to help my daughter mm -hmm. and I will live the rest of my life helping other moms who are in the situation, other dads, other caregivers, like mm -hmm. helping them advocate for their kids. Um, I feel like I trained my entire life to be Lex's mom. I mean, I have a you master's do. in neuroscience. I have worked I with kids at Kids Ability and accessing those services. I've worked for Waterloo Region Family Network, who is now heavily supporting me. I'm training a service dog after training seven service dogs for national service dogs. Like, I, I literally have spent my entire life training for this moment. Um, and I can't imagine families that at least don't have some of that background dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard. I don't wish this on anyone. Um, no. So all I want is for help so that I can enjoy my daughter. One of her, two of her genes, one is life-threatening, one is life-ending. Um, and if they express themselves, I don't want to have regrets that I spent all this time trying to advocate for her instead of just being able to be present with her. Like, I just, mm -hmm. she's such a special girl and I just want to be your mom. And either way, she's only two and a half once. Like, I don't want to miss these moments. Um, no. No. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, sharing our story, sharing our links, following us for updates. I generally try and post on Instagram. There's times where I'm quiet because I'm processing things or just need time to write. Um, writing is, I love writing in thoughtful ways and I don't always get the time to access that. Um, so there's moments where there's gaps, but generally that's where I try and update. So yeah, just you, share, share, share. Um, yeah. And any validation, any encouragement. I mean, I... I just, I love on that and I feel it and it fuels me because to be honest, I get such comments in a day that are, um, I remember when Lux was first a baby and I got told that I'm so stressed out that all of Lux's issues are coming from me being a stressed out mom. And yeah. uh, I'm like, or oh, I'm stressed out because my baby is having issues and no one's helping. Um, so those, those are things that are narratives that moms don't need, that caregivers don't need. We don't need no. to hear, solve your stress no. and you'll solve your child's problems or stop victimizing your child and then the energy will be in the universe that she's healed and therefore she'll be better. I get that too often and I need to close the door to those voices and focus on, focus on Lux and any, mm -hmm. any comments and encouragement always help me with that. So, uh, well, yeah. first off, I, I thank you for being so vulnerable and real because I promise you we will share this as much as possible. Um, I'm literally all about like, let's be real and share stories, like not sugarcoat it. Yeah. Second, yeah. I want you to practice blocking as fast as possible because I'm losing yeah. my shit over here. Like, it, just, like <laughs> it makes me so mad that we people, like, and anybody who knows me is listening, they're like, oh my God, she's probably crawling in her skin. I am. Because if that is you, keep your opinion to yourself. I'm going to say it in a way, keep your opinion to yeah. yourself. Because I, I, I've walked different stories, but there were times where it was like, you have not walked in my shoes and I did not ask you. I did not yeah. ask you for an opinion. And that's still a not enough for some people. So it's literally like, how do I just block and delete? And yes, block, block, block constantly. Yeah. Because I blocked my own family hate. members. So it's yep. been a I, crazy time. Unfortunately, yeah, everybody thinks they have the answer until they're choosing to walk in it. And I, I remember saying to a family member who was really quite 
critical at one point. And I said, are you offering to come live in my shoes for a week? Like, no, I'm not talking walk in them for like, like five steps. I'm talking live in them for a week. And if you're not, I don't want to hear it. Like, I actually don't want to hear it. I didn't ask. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want you just as a, please block as fast as possible. Okay. And then go back to the things like this, where you've got total strangers who are coming in to support, because sometimes we have to, yeah, nobody will ever understand. Like even just, I feel the emotion right now and it makes me so emotional, but I just, I'm still not walking in your shoes and I can't even imagine, but I honor how like brave and how much courage you are showing right now, because you are, you are her advocate right now. You're her advocate. You also have to be your own advocate because you are in a space of having to juggle things that no mom, like no parent should have to, but this is where you're at. This is where we're at. So it's like, we can't, we want to be constructive, right? We want to be constructive. So that is like, use your energy for yourself, for your family. We are going to share this out as much as possible. There's a lot of like total strangers standing with you. (laughs) I I, I'd like to just please hold on to and believe that messages will reach the right people. Like the right people are going to come and be in these spaces. And I don't care if we have to do this again. I don't care at all. So anything we can yeah. do to yeah. help and support. You have that GoFundMe there. And we'll make sure that that link is available. Yes. And, and I no think just to like acknowledging the this and the that, like oftentimes it's like, well, think positive or like, no, no it could turn even. out it could turn out differently. This could be your last hospitalization. I get that after every hospitalization. And it's okay to acknowledge like, you know, something and also acknowledge the other something. Um, something can be both. Something can be incredibly difficult and you can see something incredibly beautiful in it at the same time. And I feel like we're so taught to um, only think positive or only acknowledge the positive thing or to only speak to that because of privacy and blah, blah, blah. And no, like this needs to end for every, for all of us. If you know someone who's going through something hard, it's not just, you know, it'll be okay. It's yeah, it'll probably be okay. And this is really, really difficult. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't need you just to help my family. I need us to start doing that as a whole. Like I need us with our sisters, our brothers, our neighbors and speaking of neighbors we have this incredible neighborhood i think there's like 50 people on a whatsapp chat chat and i've met two of them and everyone else on that chat have provided meals for our family they have um come inside my house when i'm too tired to do my dishes just walked in done my dishes and left Um, someone vacuumed my house this weekend and i don't know who they are someone dusted my house and did my bathrooms and i don't know who they are and so um i mean those are things that matter and they matter for everyone and it's not just mm-hmm. not just our family but yeah mm-hmm. it it speaks some volumes for you if i can just say that that you're at this point right here and you're also saying can we pay this forward for others like like as you're watching something like this it's like i don't know what to do and what to give well like look at how small exactly community look at how it might seem like a really small thing to walk into someone's house and clean it but it's huge. Like it's huge. Like you can do things that can really make a difference. And yes, I definitely want you to feel and to receive that because it's there and it's available. Those are the people that deserve your time and attention and like gratitude. And we can all do that. 
the other thing that you said is is so incredibly powerful and I could not agree more with is that I, like I'm so not here for this toxic positivity piece because that does not serve anybody. I really do believe in the power of and. I do believe you can be going through something very difficult and you can find some gratitude at the same time. It's not that yeah. one doesn't exist without the other. They can both be there. And it can yeah. be like really shitty and feeling like, okay, this, I can be grateful at the same time. That's, yeah. that's being human. That's human. And yeah. that, that is, that is real. So I appreciate you saying yeah. that, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the toxic positivity is going to serve anybody right now. It's being real. And that's exactly what you're doing. It is exactly yeah. what you're doing. Is there anything else that we can share to support you or your family right now? And it's okay if you're not sure. I just want to make sure there's no stone left unturned right now while I have you. It sounds really silly, but no. um, sending me something in my private messages, like a beautiful poem in the day, just that you found that speaks to you. You don't need to put an explanation. Just send me a poem because poetry is like my love language. And that's what I write when I feel like I can access it. And, or if you're feeding them, <laughs> I had someone who was feeding a friend who was feeding the birds the other day. And she just sent me a video of these birds on a picnic table eating this food that they put out and like nature is my way to access my connection to myself. And I don't get a lot of time in nature right now because I'm stuck in four walls in a hospital a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you're feeding the birds, send me a video and I can just like sit in that moment. Um, and that might seem strange to people, but that knows my cup that fills my cup. So, yeah. You know what you've just done? You've, A, you've asked for help. B, you're sharing your story. See you're being vulnerable and you have let people know like what can support you right now. And I think that that is absolutely beautiful. It might seem really small, but I'm telling you right now, anything that can help you to like one more step, one more day, one more step, one more day, honestly. Like, I think that yeah. that is absolutely, I think it's so powerful and it's so beautiful. And I'm just, I'm grateful that we could share your story and share this time right now. And oh my God, my absolute pleasure, my absolute pleasure. I wish I could do more. And I, I, you will see wherever I can share this. I've already reached into a number of different groups and I'm like, I need you to share this as much as possible because I deep down believe somebody knows somebody else who I, I really believe in that power of community that somebody knows somebody else who can share this and can help to make a difference for you and your family. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who logged on. I see the little hearts and I feel it. <laughs> there's, I yeah. hope you're receiving it because there's a lot yeah. of love that's happening right now. Yeah. And you need something to hold on to. So when you're feeling the isolated and alone of being in a hospital, like go back and look at things, look at the poetry, please send her things in her, like in her DM. That is something that maybe it's something small that lights you up, but it actually might light her up at the same time. And just as long as it can be in that case where it feels like you are not like, I know it feels alone, but also know that the community that can be there to hold space and support you doesn't have to be people that have been in your life the whole time. They people don't, they can met. be total strangers. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Total strangers. I 100% have said that, that the people who made the most difference in my life sometimes they, they started as total strangers, total yeah. strangers and yeah. allowing yourself to receive that I think is really, really important. You're getting so much love and it's just beautiful. Honestly, it's yeah. beautiful. So we will please keep us as updated as possible. We can do this again. hundred yeah. percent. We can do this again. Yeah. There's a lot of love coming your way. 
And yeah, you've got 15 new friends right now. Take it, just take it. Absolutely take it. Um, and yeah, anything that anything else that we can do there, please let us know. I there's one of my I was actually just thinking of this. Thank you, Tammy. Her quote, she said it in a podcast I had her on, and it just stopped me. It's like strangers are just friends we haven't met yet. And then I was like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. That is so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So just receiving. Okay. So we are sending you so much love and anything else that you need, please reach out and I will make sure that everything is tagged and there and anything else, please don't hesitate to ask. Thank you. Super. So okay. Thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> I would love it if you could do two things for me right now to help spread the word. One, take a screenshot and share it with your friends on your favorite social media. Don't forget to tag me. I promise to personally respond to all tags. And two, I would also super appreciate it if you head over to iTunes now to leave a rating and review so that we can reach more listeners. And until next time, remember, you have the power to change your path.